This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mike Moe. You are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Oh, this week, we discussed the issue of having too many games and not enough time. My thoughts on the PlayStation State of Play reveals. Then, in our final stage, I review Dawn of the Monsters from 13AM Games and Way Forward. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up. And welcome back to another game-filled episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, recording on a Tuesday. This is the 15th of March right now. And the reason being is because today there's a lot of game releases out, really cool game releases out today. Um, Phantom Breakers for fighting game fans is out today. Is actually you could get it right now as we are as I am recording this, um, which I did, and I will be reviewing it down the line. Uh, we also have strangers of the uh, strangers of paradise uh final fantasy origins which is out came out 12 o'clock last night i was playing it for like a hour last night or at least a half hour i believe last night i didn't want to get into it so deep but i wanted to get to a point a save point and then start on it probably right after we finished this show um so that will be reviewed down the line as well the uh return of the what is it the persona 4 game is coming out on thursday so there's a lot of fighting games there but today what i'm going to focus on is a game that i got a chance to play before the release date and that is dawn of the monsters by way forward games who is uh the publishers of the game and 13 a.m games who is the developers and if you like crazy kaiju beat-em-ups you're gonna love this um you know thank you to way forward who uh shot me up a uh early copy of it and gave me an early code for it Normally, you know, I don't, you know, get these codes and everything. I usually, you know, pay out of pocket for these games. And, you know, this is one of those times that, you know, once again, WayForward looked out and they uh, shot me up a copy. I think the reason being is because I am a big fan of WayForward games. They have done so many great games out there. I have no really trouble taking a code from them in a sense and, and allowing me to review it i will give my unbiased opinion regardless you know but uh you know at this point i they've done no wrong but we'll talk about that in our uh final stage of this episode and give you my unbiased review of this game and you know what i thought about it overall but uh we we got some things to talk about but before we do you know, as a wrestling fan, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the um, passing of one of the greatest game changers in the wrestling industry. And that is Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, who passed away yesterday, uh, I believe, by eight o'clock um, last night or Easter. I, I don't know which uh, time zone it was, but nonetheless, he is no longer with us. And it's a really sad thing. But at the same time. What a legacy that this guy left. I mean, it wasn't the greatest in terms of like him living his life to the fullest or or the most healthiest, but because he he's he was battling a lot of demons, we all know. And to be honest, he actually lasted longer than a lot of people thought he was going to last because he was on a path of possibly leaving us way earlier than what he did. But he what I loved about his story is that he was able to make amends with himself and he found redemption thanks to people like um diamond dallas page who helped him recover from his uh from his conditions and his vices and everything and he he fully recovered he was able to have a second chance up to this point but like anybody who's been through 
those trial and tribulations and and and, and drug uh, situations, those demons that you have and you defeat, eventually, you know, time catches up with you. And you know, if you've learned anything in school, is that they tell you drugs. If you taking if you're taking hard drugs and drugs that you're not supposed to be taking, it'll all catch up to you. It takes 20 years off your life. And then eventually to catch up to you. It I when I when this happened, it reminded me of uh Road Warrior Hawk and and, and uh you know situations like that because you know it's a guy that was healthy as he looked and everything, you know, he died way too soon. You know, I mean it, it's just unfortunate when you when you're doing drugs and hard drugs like that, it's taking years off your life. you you know, it's, and your body doesn't function the way it should. So this is not a surprise, but what it is awesome about his life and his legacy is that he's done things in his life and legacy that has forever changed the game in that industry. And um, I think it's only appropriate, and I'm going to segue this over to video games, is that the one thing that I think that 2K games in WWE has done, unbeknownst to them, is that they added a NWO addition to this year's 2K22, which absolutely includes Scott Hall because he was the first one that, you know, it is the first guy we saw in, on WCW that day that really set the standard of what was going on in terms of uh, the, the wrestling war. He was the guy that we saw first and then it, which led to uh, Kevin Nash and then it led to Hulk Hogan and then the NWO came and this dude was the one of the most popular you know wrestlers of all time like the most popular even as a hill he was like the most popular he got over big time so we now are gonna celebrate that as a legacy in the wwe 2k game which i gotta admit i got a chance to uh get my hands on it too i got the hookup and i gotta admit i will say this now there are some still issues with that game. I'm not surprised that there's issues with that game. Uh, people have said that there were crashes that they were experiencing. There's some, you know, things there, but all things considered the core engine of that game is it is a definite change. I'm really surprised what um, 2K was able to do. It's not perfect, but you know, there's some, you know, graphical issues that I've seen um, in there and whatnot. But, and, and also, which is funny that like, I, I even seen footage on, uh, I've seen the roster and it's like half of the people that are not there anymore that are like a lot of them are in, in uh, are in uh, AEW at this point. But nonetheless, you know, you get to play as Razor Ramon and, and Scott Hall as well. And uh, this is going to be one, probably one of the most significant uh, games in that series because of it. So for those who are actually enjoying it and playing it, now you have a better reason to want to get in and play it or whatever and like that if you really were a fan of uh razor ramon and and scott hall you know for those who don't know who that is exactly they're one and the same it's a, it's an alias that he took on but um now you get a chance to play as him and really celebrate him though you know the way that people want to and it's always been said that he's really been a quite a nice guy in comparison to the rest of the people that he was around but there's this one picture that i really really loved about him it's this picture i don't know the premise of it what went on behind it but there's this picture of him sitting in what it looks like you know around the way or the hood or something like that and he's just around all these young black kids and it's one of the best pictures one of the most candid and best pictures i've ever seen I don't know where this everybody sees this picture, but they don't know the premise of it. They don't know what's going on. We haven't even we don't even know what happened to these kids. They're obviously adults now. They are really, 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 you know, they're they're probably like our you know, my age of like 45 or whatever like that. So I I really enjoyed this um this picture. I've always cherished this picture, but I I'm so eager to want to know about the premise of this picture and the story behind this picture with him with these with these kids you know, from around the way and these kids of color and all this stuff. And this is really dope. <laughs> it's really like, he just, he's just sitting there hanging around. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping that if we do find the people that was in that picture that like they said that he, you know, this guy meant the world to them or not, but it just seems so awesome in there. So, but nonetheless, rest in peace to Scott Hall, you know, and again, to the thoughts and hearts and prayers to the, you know, 
friend, uh, family, friends, and fans all around on that note. So let's get back to other gaming news and let's talk about this discussion here because like I mentioned that there's a lot of games out right now and I'm trying to figure out which game I'm going to review down the line because like you know like I said Persona is coming out Strangers of the Paradise is out uh, right now just came out last night we got um I'm, I had to push Megaton Musashi I didn't have to but I decided to push that you know down the line for Dawn of the Monsters that I'll be talking about later on and it's yeah it's 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 really getting crazy with you know the amount of games that are just coming out and people wanting to play and the idea that we're playing we got so many games backlogged now and a lot of these games require a lot of hours and the reason why I'm bringing this up is not most likely for me because I have the opportunity to put in the investment into time and investment into playing these games to review this on the show. But there are other people that are not able to do so. There are people who are doing nine to five jobs. There are people that are doing, you know, that are, you know, on site on, you know, you know, not working at home that are able that have to do this all day. So now you get like from nine to five or 11 to six, and there's no time to really game and all that stuff. Your at least game is not a game as much as they want to. And then you have like the Elden Rings and you got the um, the open world games like Horizon Forbidden West and, and, and all this stuff that requires all of your time. And then this other game is coming out that you want to play. So you got to put that on the backlog. Based on the latest Game Informer magazine uh, where the editorial came out, and I actually do read the editorials um, from time to time because a lot of them are really um really insightful if you will by the editor um by the editors of game informer especially um and plus yes i read i read thoroughly i also research <laughs> which is unfortunate because a lot of people don't do that a lot of people most likely just read the headlines and make their opinions there where the headlines is just doesn't even it doesn't even remotely give you all of what the article is talking about so people as i always say read the article or read it thoroughly and then research upon what they said in the article you know a lot of people don't do that we live in a short attention society and it's sad and we need to get back into that thorough-minded you know that thorough mindset uh that allows us to take time to read and research i miss the days when we research history and and you know really wanted to have true knowledge rather than you know loose knowledge or, or you know empty knowledge or hollow or shallow knowledge if you will but i digress based on the game informer editorial by editor-in-chief andrew reiner he's their newest editor he replaced i forgot the other guy but he he's the latest one in there he and uh he did an editorial entitled the bigger the game the fewer uh others we play i mean in that title it speaks for itself and in it, he talks about the amount of open world games that are coming out and the time we don't have to play them all because of the time invested in that one game. Even if you got like a fighting game or something like that, you want to play it. Rather, you take a break, but you're going to, you know, you still got all these hours to play. A lot of these games can take up to like at minimum can be 30 hours to play through at minimum and that's probably not even if you don't count the side missions and the side quests and everything like when i played for horizon forbidden west the side quest was like a episode on itself it was like a filler episode but a really good filler episode so I'll, you're enjoying this and each of those um each of those missions can be like at least a half hour to you know to clear at best they're like they're they're at minimum they're a half hour you know so <laughs> Like I said, today is the uh, early release of um, Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins, and I got I'm already have started playing through that. And I guarantee that's probably going to be, a, you know, some, somewhat maybe 30 hours, maybe a little less than that. Because from what I'm seeing, it looks like it's not an open world as much as it is a stage. Team Ninja worked on that, so uh, Tim, Team Ninja, I don't believe does like really big open world type of environments. They do stage, you know, um, design games so we'll see about that but even that's still going to require a few hours to beat um would it be bad to go back to games that you could just jump in and out whenever you want like 
like this i think this is why i'm i'm an actual fighting game fan this is why i really enjoy you know get you just playing games that you could go in and out on and just really you know enjoy and because there's so many games that are coming out first of all and the other part is too is that all these games that are coming out not everybody is going to be able to get every single game and they're not going to be able to get every single game now especially with inflation going on right now you got you know gas going up to the like wazoo and everything so like that's you know for money that's being taken away from gas due to the you know to to what's going on in ukraine and everything it's taking up a lot of money that people could be using to play games instead they're using to pay gas and then the grocery uh you know groceries and, and grocery stores are now going up as well it's just getting crazy it is just getting real crazy but i put this editorial out for people to see on the acmg facebook group and i want to go over just a little bit on what some people were actually saying um you know uh phil Choi, phil chu i should say uh absolutely he said absolutely and uh he agrees with this um brian mcclain who went long time uh long time actual member of the group said this is the truest thing he's ever read um if somebody could just create a hyperbolic time chamber so we can have the time to play these games i absolutely agree with that i would so want and if you don't know what the hyperbolic time chamber is it's from dragon ball z and it's one of those places where you go in and it's like they spend a day in there but in fact it's it, it like you come out and it's actually an entire year so the time differences is you know changed within that period but see actually when you think about it when he mentions the, uh, the hyperbolic time chamber and the rules of the hyperbolic time chamber that actually won't work because yeah you're spending it, it, unless it unless it does it in reverse if you go in there it, in order for that to work because i think he 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 thought about that in the wrong way because if you go into the hyperbolic time chamber you're spending a day in there but when you come out it's like a year or two so in order for that to work it'll have to be in reverse so he actually would have to go in there and it's a whole year that he's spending in gaming but he comes out and it's only a day so the only way that he would do that if it's in reverse so i don't think he thought about that clearly to this end, but i understand what he says if we do it in reverse that would be awesome so uh let me see who else we got john murray uh let me see what he says i put uh i put shit i'll say it <laughs> i'll put shit on the backlog all the time i'm an avid Di uh destiny uh two player and i'm in um uh, what is it? he actually misspelled some things and i prioritize destiny since uh it's the only live service game i play actively uh other games that come out like Assassin's Creed, Halo, Elden Rings, I play whatever Destiny is on low for content. All right, uh, Jim Caston, he is one of our uh, one of our favorites over there. From 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. or so, I'm on the clock with either work or parenting. After that, I is uh, after that is my gaming time. I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West at the moment with Cyberpunk 2077 waiting in and hack. Um, dot uh hat dot uh forgot um dot hack sign gu last recode coming out on the switch which is actually already out uh he's going to be playing too so he's a big fan of that we talked about that days ago and like he's a big fan of uh, uh, dot hack sign as well but um he's like come on you know you want to look while elder rings is glancing at me it's tough it's a tough choice <laughs> i agree um frank hackett said i feel this I, he said i feel this uh i want to play elden rings but i have you know death loop collecting dust and 40 hours of far cry 6 i just abandoned for elden rings and plus uh yeah pokemon and about 30 hours of smt4 what is smt4 i gotta figure that out what is smt4 uh, uh, i gotta that's gonna come to me i bet um i kept getting sidetracked on modern problems i guess <laughs> or first world problems i guess yeah philip grant backlog isn't that bad if you don't buy the games right away which is very true you don't necessarily see this is, this is the conversation that we had Hold, i'll continue here usually 
a good game uh, today is good for a few months, years later, uh, except in the time it's backlogged, you can wait to catch it on a pri uh, sell price spending 10 to 20 instead of 60 to 70 because you keep a backlog. And that is absolutely right. He is absolutely freaking right. Um, and we, we talked about that further because the idea is that these game companies with the marketing and promotion tend to use the, uh, the FOMO, you know, method and FOMO strategies the same way that movie, that st movie studios in Hollywood does. The difference is when you go see a movie, you don't want to be spoiled by whatever's going on. Video games doesn't have that same thing, but they promote the same way to make you think that like you're missing out on something if you don't play it now. But that's not true because you can play that game down the line and still have an absolute great experience, an equal amount of experience as you would if you had it the day of. You know, it's just, it's really that that type of situation. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say you have to get every game at the ready unless you are able to play those games and you really want to play those games. I agree with this. This is probably the most, it's probably the best of the comments that I heard in here right now. Um, we rush to get these games a lot and then we end up not playing them or we just wait for a time. But then again, short attention society, some, sometimes people forget that they even have those games. So they're rushing to get those games now, mostly because they fear of missing out and they don't want to be the ones that are saying like, oh, I never got this. So you could get into that conversation. You mean you didn't get this yet? You know that, it, which is really crazy <laughs> in this sense, you know, I am, like I said, I'm able to do this because that's what I do in my life. You know, I work at home. I work as, you know, I work clientele base. So I have a little bit more free time to do this. Like because I design and do logos and everything and, and do websites, it really, for me personally, it doesn't take me long to do any of that. Like I'll create a bunch of concepts. I have a knack for understanding my clientele and what they need to do and uh, what they want for a logo and a brand or whatever like that. And I'm just able to quickly do it. Once I get it done, once they like it, once they approve of it, close it, that's it. I get paid and I have more free time to do whatever at this point, but it's not the same for everybody else. So I, you know, I, I totally understand. And there was a time, there was a time where I was working a nine to five, where I was also doing this job both. So I was working like maybe 17 hours a day. You know, and somehow, some way, I was able to still find time to game, and and do what I do. And I'm doing it more now than I was back then. But like, I I totally understand it. I I absolutely do. Um, <laughs> Anthony Whitaker, like longtime member of the ACMG Facebook group, my backlog is on hawk status, super big and strong. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, I mean, it's it's uh, there's a lot of other people that was chiming in on it and. It is true. We, the backlog thing is just, it's really, really crazy. And I, maybe just, I guess we, you know, like Philip said, like just wait to get those games, especially when they go low. I think the problem is, is that if we do that, imagine if everybody actually did that, that's going to screw up the industry so bad because they're spending all this money on these games. And then everybody's waiting for it to go down. And yeah, you know, stranger things have happened, but they spent millions and millions of dollars on these games. So they expect people to want to buy it. It's a hard thing because the economy can really screw up a lot of process of things. You see what happened on 2020 with COVID, uh, with the pandemic and everything. And you know how that affected a lot of process of things. and. I mean, even still to this day, it's affected. And then now Ukraine is the Ukraine uh, situation is also affecting us in a big way as well, which is really killing me that we all have to go through these things. Um, I just wish it was an easier way for us to coexist in a sense. Um, but, you know, cause and effect it is unfortunate. But however you try to do it, you know, at least you have the games to play and you'll have something to do. But you know, it's just, it's, this is the times that we live in at the moment. So what can you do? What can we do is possibly travel. 
you know, if you got a Nintendo Switch, especially if you have a Nintendo Switch, you do want to do some traveling. If you travel in 2023, you may want to go to Universal Studios Hollywood because they just announced finally that Super Nintendo World will be opening in the U.S. next year. And we've known that they were going to be planning to do this. They opened it up in Japan and if you've seen the video footage, the tour, the orientational tour video footage from Japan and pictures from Japan, that place looks awesome. And I've never had a desire to want to go to Universal Studios, Florida, Universal Studios, Hollywood or whatever like that. Oh, I so want to go now. I absolutely want to go. I think honestly, this is going to be one of those places that I'm going to have to talk to my wife. I'm like, no, we got to go. <laughs> Cause I, if there, if it's, and it might eat, it might be done. It might be designed in the same fashion as the one in Japan. Um, it might be better. It just may be better. I want to be one of the first, I, I don't care. Actually, honestly, I don't care. I want to be one of the earliest to get access to this place and get in. Um, I think that's going to be a, a goal for 2023. I am dying to you know, come go to this thing um, more than any other park I've ever gone before because I've seen what happened. I see what they do, and especially when they give you the the watch that you can scan on different areas and it does all these cool things. And then they got the Mario Kart deal and the whole place is designed to look like the actual Super Mario World. I it, it's I'm excited. I'm excited. I had people um, in an ACMG Facebook group who lives in the West Coast who actually lives near Universal Studios Hollywood. Um, that has said that they've seen it being built and they've seen, you know, sites of it being built and it looks pretty cool so far. So if you are needing a place, if you're a Nintendo fan or a gamer, pretty much, and you're looking for a really awesome place that feeds your fandom to the fullest, this may be the spot for you to go to. So stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to seeing more. We're going to talk more about it as, as, uh, things, you know, details come down the line. So, all right. Let's talk about state of play because I haven't got a chance to uh, talk about it because I was on my retreat vacation, my workcation, I guess if you could say, um, last week. So I didn't do a show, but uh, let's talk about what happened. 20 minutes of um, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 news and releases. Some of the releases aren't exclusive. So I actually a lot of these games that they mentioned are exclusive, but it was dedicated to um, talking about games that were gonna be, you know, made in Japan. But I gotta say, over, you know, from an overall standpoint, Sony's state of play uh, showcases aren't known for being really good and they're lackluster. This one to me was not, this was a little above average. And Capcom finally has a brand new IP to start off with. Um, they revealed Ex uh, Exoprimal which is coming to the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 is not exclusive. Uh, it will be released in 2023. This involves a team of people that are coming together to stop a horde of dinosaurs. Now, immediately, immediately, people, when they saw this, they immediately went to Dino Crisis. And everybody, it, this is a new IP, but the fact that it's connected to dinosaurs, it, it, it's just immediately that people thought it was a, it, it had not only Dino Crisis vibes, but it was connected to the Dino Crisis universe or whatnot. Um, so we don't know, um, but it looks awesome. And the exosuits look awesome, but a lot of people have said they look very closely to, you know, the exosuits and Anthem and stuff like that. So it's, this is what they're coming out with. They're, look at least they're coming out with some new content um they already announced street fighter 6 coming now they have this coming too and we will see how this goes it looks it looks interesting enough uh to see down the line i may want to pick this up i don't know uh, we'll see but it, uh they're working on things uh we also get more footage of ghostwire tokyo which gets a new trailer uh, and it's ahead of launch later this month. It's coming out the 25th. We've been waiting for this to come out. It looks really awesome for a first person uh, game. Oh, I mean, speaking of which, I gotta mention this. <laughs> I 
you know how I always talk about my lack of, you know, fandom for FPS games. I finally found a game, a FPS game that I thoroughly enjoy playing right now. And that is Shadow Warrior 3. Now, for hardcore FPS gamers, this may not be a game that they consider hardcore or anything like that. But for it, I, for anybody who is not an FPS fan like myself, but you know, want to ease their way into it. I think Shadow Warrior 3 is the perfect FPS game to get into that will possibly, you know, get you in the core of playing other FPS games. It's a single player experience. It is absolutely fun and easy to play and just really fun to just jump into even when you lose you don't feel bad because it's not that hard it's really enjoyable to play um i'm playing it right now from I, it's it's on a playstation now and that's the reason why i decided to jump on plus um a previous guest of this actual podcast mike mo you know him as ryu from street fighter uh street fighters assassin's fist and you also know him from uh one up uh, once upon a time and Hollywood as Bruce Lee, he is the main, he's voicing the main character of this game. So I decided to check it out just for that sake. And much to my surprise, I am thoroughly enjoying the experience of the game. Not just because it's, it's not just a shooter, but you also have a katana that you're hacking and slashing. So you got that aspect too. So it's a lot more fun and it's a lot more the controls and everything. Just even if you buy this at a lower price on sale or whatever down the line, if you're trying to get into, you know, first person shooters or first person games or action games, try that one first. I think you're going to love it. I'm hoping Ghostwire Tokyo is exactly the same because they have some similar type of features and elements like this. Um, I think this is not something I'm going to get right now, but I think this is something I'm going to get down the line. This is going to be one of those backloggers. That I think, like Philip said, I'm gonna wait till this goes down in price to get because I'm not really initially a big FPS fan. But if it's really good, like I like, believe it or not, I like playing Shadow Warrior Three much better than I do Cyberpunk 2077. Much easier to play in the in the playthrough in that game. So I really enjoy it. So I am looking forward to this. Uh, March 25th is when uh, to, um, Ghostwire Tokyo comes out. So we'll see. Uh, they mentioned Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, which is out right now in there. So uh, I'm currently playing that. Forspoken is a game I'm really interested in. Unfortunately, it's been delayed from May 25th to October 11th, but I don't care. I want them to make this right because this is a very, very significant game, which features a black woman as the main character, um, a black girl, I should say, she's, I believe she's a teen, um, as the main character. And just from the trailer, it looks awesome. It looks fantastic. And it's rare to see a black female main character, especially on a Square Enix game. Luminous Productions are the developers for the one for this. Look, take whatever time you need, because when this comes out, I need this to be on point. I want to give this an A or an A plus. I need to love this game. And it looks like it's on the cuffs of actually, you know, loving this game right now. So uh, Gundam Evolution is coming out with a Western release and it's confirmed. Um, it's another Gundam game. So we're getting a bunch of Gundam games. This one has been announced for the Nintendo Switch as well that I'm looking forward to. And this one's coming out. Uh, later in 2020, uh, I don't, it looks like an online game. It is a six V six competitive online first person, uh, shooter. I, here's my thing. I can't play a Gundam game, a first person shooter Gundam game. The best part about Gundam is seeing the Gundam mechs. Why would I want to see the cockpit of a Gundam? The whole premise of Gundam is just how awesome these things look. So yeah, no thank you for this one for me. What I'm saying thank you to is whoever came up with the idea of coming out with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection, which is announced for this year, which I believe is coming out right before the Sh um, Shredder's Revenge. And this is going to include e virtually 
every single Turtles game that ever existed. Every all right, all right let me rephrase that. Virtually by means of all of the 2D 90s games that have come out from the Game Boy to the Nintendo Entertainment System to the Super NES and the Genesis games that have released. That is including the two. I mean, let, let's let's run down the line. It'll have the original arcade version, the arcade game. It'll include Turtles in Time. It'll include my favorites of the Turtle Bunch, um, Tournament Fighters from SNES and the in the version in the fighting game that was on the Genesis, which I didn't like as much as I did the NES version because the you know from a visual standpoint, the Tournament Fighters on the Super NES was much better. But if you had a Genesis and you wanted a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighter, they had that too. It's just it just didn't live up to the arcade feel and look that the Tournament Fighters had. But for those who never got a chance to play the Genesis version, now you'll have it because it's all in here. Um, back from the sewer, Fall of the Foot Clan, which I believe that was the Game Boy version, the Manhattan Project, Radical Rescue, and Hyperstone, all in here and all coming out this year. I am so excited for this. This is so dope. And you're getting the original Turtles in Time and the original. Uh, so if you've never beaten any of those games before, which I did, you'll get a chance to. I guarantee you, I'm not going to beat the NES uh, Turtles game. It was one of the hardest games to ever beat. Not a lot of people ever got a chance to beat that game. So unless they have some some uh, gimmicks to options or God mode in that game, I will not be beating that game anytime soon. It is a very hard game to beat. So we got another Kaiju Brawler coming. Giga Bash is coming out for the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 this year. Not not, not really sure if you are uh there's a lot of kaiju games that have come out in the last year i mean we got megaton masashi which came out last year which i'm going to review very soon um dawn of the monsters which i'm going to review in the next couple of in the next few minutes after talking about this and then giga bash just a really it's like high in demand for uh kaiju battles now here so this kaiju uh brawler uh giga bash it takes from uh Godzilla destroy all monsters. It has that type of vibe. Um, or even a Godzilla game that came out a while back. People forget that there was a Godzilla, sort of a Godzilla fighter that came out some couple years ago. Uh, that I, I still own for the PlayStation 4. So it was actually not bad. So this one's coming out. Um, and it is set to come out this year. It didn't have a release date for it, but it looks pretty, it looks pretty dope. Looks Every bit is what you would expect from a, uh, a a game like that. Okay. As a fighting game fan, I am I am very excited for this uh, news that they brought. As a JoJo fan, I am ecstatic because JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting games, in particular JoJo's All Star Battle, is making a comeback. This is not a new game. This is a game that came out on the PlayStation 3 some time ago, and they're bringing it back not only for the PlayStation 4 and 5, but also the Nintendo Switch. It is actually coming out on every single console. I am so happy because we don't have a legit solid JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game on the Nintendo Switch. Now we do. Not only do we have it, but we got the one that I actually have been thinking about since I've been watching the uh, the latest season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, and then recently playing replaying the um, the game that I played for the PlayStation Four. But before that, this one came out, which kind of plays it's a 3D take on the Capcom 2D fighters. So I love this. This game was actually dope. You get you get to play 50 different characters throughout the entire JoJo's universe. So everybody that you played in the PlayStation 4 game will be in this game, including the Star Ocean. And I love the way they started the trailer because they started with the butterflies that I recognize from Star Stone Ocean and then followed by the crazy comic manga style font that you know that you recognize and the to be continued that you recognize and i'm like oh my god this is a new jojo game coming out but no it's actually this one i'm still excited and um i'm looking forward to it it's coming out this year i'm 
definitely getting this. I absolutely get this. I'm extremely happy for this news. A new a new trailer for a black and white samurai adventure called Trek to Yomi. A lot of people are going to give Ghost of Tsushima vibes from this or Samurai 7 vibes for it. It takes from classic samurai films like Samurai 7. It looks pretty dope. Um, they didn't give a exact date, but it's coming out in spring of two, uh, coming out this spring, which is coming very soon. Um, a new campaign co-op update for Returnal has been announced as well. Accession Square Enix uh, also announced another new uh, strategy RPG called uh, Deal Field Chronicles. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty awesome as well. Uh, Valkyrie uh, Elysium, which is kind of revealed for PC, uh, PS4 and PS5 as well. Um, and it is scheduled to come out this year. So that was all of the announcements that they made for this. Honestly, this is absolutely one of the better Nintendo uh, state. I mean, not Nintendo's. Um, state of play announcements that they did the bad part is is that like a lot of the announcements that they had there there's a lot of these games are coming out on multiple platforms so there wasn't anything in terms of exclusivity in here as far as we know in here but nonetheless still great announcements coming from here and then yesterday we're going on to uh other news we're going to talk movie news because it's related to games it's related to a game that's coming out on april 8th and it's the sequel to surprisingly one of the best video game licensed movies to date. And that is Sonic. Sonic 2, the new trailer came out. And we it's a two-minute trailer. We got to see a lot of what to expect this time around, including the appearance of Shamar Moore, who's gonna be in the movie as well. I, like, who'd have thought you saw him? He's like Shamar Moore is just like one of those guys that you would never expect to see in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. You could tell times have changed. Like this dude, first of all, he was once known as one of the most conceited uh, guys in Hollywood. Like, like I think, think times have changed for him. He's changed his persona around. He's, he's, he's a little bit older now. He's a little bit more mature now, but he's not the same cat that he was back then. But pe like women loved him, guys hated him or people hated him in general because he was just, he was just too of himself. But he's, you know, he's, you know, changed over the years and that's dope. But he's in the, he's gonna be in a movie and that's speaking volumes <laughs> about the quality of this, of the franchise now. Uh, we see Dr. Robotnik, AKA, or, you know, play, played by Jim Carrey, who I think is gonna be ever so, awesome in this movie he was dope he was he really kind of made the movie what it was he played dr robotnik or dr eggman to a t here i mean and just put his own spin to it so we see dr robotnik acquire the power of the green chaos emerald fun fact actually have a replica of the chaos emerald uh, in, in my shelf here i got uh shadow the hedgehog on there and he, uh and i actually got my hands on a green chaos emerald so i got him standing up with that too so um that's pretty awesome that they started off with the green chaos emerald sonic and tails enter a temple to retrieve what it looks like another chaos emerald i'm not sure if it's that or is it the green one at that but we also see more of knuckles played by idris alba another reason why this movie is just gonna be so dope um and they're getting into action and battling and him and sonic are fighting and some really intense like dragon ball z fast paced type of battling too uh the trailer also shows an awesome giant robotnik like when i tell you that they're not messing around with this in terms of fanfare they are really going deep they are not afraid to give you exactly what you're seeing in the game and they're bringing I'm so glad that this, this movie is coming out now and not like back in the early 20, uh, 2000s or the early 90s, especially the 90s, because it would not have been done justice. They, we would have probably seen somebody in costume or some, a puppeteer of Sonic, and then they wouldn't have the technology or even the courage to try to do what they do today. Now we have the CGI technology to do what they're doing, and now we're seeing these giant size you know robots that robotic was known for in the video game we're seeing them come to life in cgi form it's awesome um but the question is this is the biggest question i know it's in every sonic fan's head we're seeing the chaos emeralds we're seeing a chaos emerald 
and possibly more to come. Will we see Supersonic in this movie? Or are they leading up to a third movie where we're going to see it? Because they still got other, you know, characters. You still got um, Mecha Sonic. You still got Shadow to come out with. There's other, you know, um, what is the other one? The other hedgehog. There's another hedgehog or, or other characters. There's so many other characters in the Sonic universe that, you know, um, Amy also, I mean, that the bat, I forgot her name. There's so many characters that Rose is the, is the name of the bat, I believe. There's so many characters that we need to see, but is this the means for Sonic to become supersonic? Now, granted, the thing is, also in the trailer, we see Robotnik take, you know, he's a, he's absorbed or utilized power from the Chaos Emerald. So the fact that he's able to acquire powers from the Chaos Emerald definitely tells you that Sonic is destined to, you know, take all the Chaos Emeralds himself and become supersonic eventually. I think they're slow pacing it. I am okay with this is if look, I think this movie is look like it's going to be awesome. It's coming out April 8th. Um, which is not too far away. We're just counting down because we got Mobius, which is coming out as well. And speaking of Mobius, um, for those who may not have known right now, Spider-Man No Way Home dropped at 12 midnight last night on digital. So it is out now. Go out of your way, get it. And I'm saying it, I just talked about Mobius. I'm segueing in that real quick. Go out of your way, download it on Apple, on Google Play, I believe Amazon too. Go get it. Now, back to this. So Sonic is coming out on April 8th and, um, you know, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, I can't wait to review this. This is going to be dope. I'm so agree. So folks that will do it for this portion of the segment. We're going to take a break, come back and I am going to review Dawn of the Monsters and give you my unbiased opinion and review on that and let you know if it is worth it. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! gentlemen we have reached the final stage of this program and i am here to review dawn of the monsters this is way forward's latest title uh that they are publishing and it is developed by 13 am games and i came you know when i interviewed adam and bannon they talked about this briefly that this was coming out and when we looked at the trailer it was often compared to king of monsters now it was believed that it was supposed to be I, when you look at it and if you played if anybody played snk's uh or neo geo's king of monsters before then you know that that game was originally intended to be like a fighting game slash wrestling game per se and this had the similar vibes to it but upon playing it you discover that this is not exactly a fighting game or a a uh a wrestling game by any stretch this is actually a beat-em-up a brawler if you will which is fine I was a little bit, I was a little bit taken back from that, but I wasn't nowhere near upset in a sense, but I still enjoyed this, uh, immensely. Uh, I, there's a few things that I didn't enjoy about it, but I will talk about that, uh, as we go along here, but let's talk about the story in general. So way forward in 13 AM games, uh, gives you Dawn of the monsters, which is a giant size beat em up 
featuring kaiju warriors battling an alien threat in an epic beat-em-up fashion. The game's presentation provides an awesome hand-drawing comic book art style set in various parts of the world from Tokyo to even Toronto. So you play as one of four characters uh, from the group known as Dawn, which is which stands for the Defense Alliance Worldside Network. And you're playing as Megadon, Ganero, which are like two kaiju-like monsters, uh, Godzilla, if you will, and a crab-like monster. I guess you can probably compare him. I guess you compare him to Godzilla too, if, or the quote-unquote, you know, King Kong of the bunch. But they are two giant kaiju-like monsters that are being controlled by Dawn. Uh, how they're being controlled that goes into the story and the narrative uh, to this point. Uh, you also have Aegis Prime, who is pretty much a Ultraman-like character. He can turn himself bigger. He has a suit as such, and you know he does all the the super the Super Sentai giant Super Sentai type things that you would expect. So you know he's the Ultraman of the group. And then you have Tempest Galahad, who is a female character, a black female character, if you will, who controls a mech. So you got what I love about this is that it celebrates every aspect of the kaiju you know uh style stories that you loved um growing up or even recent like with pacific rim and 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 uh you know godzilla the series and everything so you also have the ability to do co-op uh which i believe is up to two players if i'm correct uh in this game i haven't played the co-op i only played it through single player and as you battle through 35 missions in hopes to defeating the Nephilim, uh, or Nephilim, or Nephilim, I believe is pronounced, um, which is the alien group that's invading Earth right now. So I am going to do pro and cons at this moment. I still haven't figured out whether to try to do a new system of things, but I'm still going about pros and cons at this time. My pros for this. I, I, I like the deeply invested yet easy to follow narrative. Uh, not seen in past or modern day beat em ups before. Um, so I, you know, I'm a big fan of, I think, again, this is way forward. So I think this is way for its thing because, you know, when you go to River City Girls, it also has somewhat of a more lighthearted narrative to it, but you still, it's still a way that lets you understand the characters and the, and the character developments and everything that's going on. So you become more invested. Uh, Streets of Rage 4. When Dotemu worked on that too, they also did a good job with it. But I think in terms of beat em ups, this may be the deepest storytelling I've ever encountered in any, you know, uh, co op beat em up game ever. I mean, they really get you into the narrative. It's, it's very deep. Um, in between missions, you will be able to learn about more of the characters that are involved in the game story. Uh, by going into their archives, you can read their bios, you can, you know, an info of the agents of Dawn, uh, the kaiju monsters that you fight against from Nephilim and areas that you travel to. I mean, it's really, really deep. There is also a chat mode that pops up throughout the game where characters are actually, their characters are actually uh, interacting with each other based on that you know, the occurrence of things that are going on within the game's story. So I really like how they get you deep into it. And again, the the portrayals and the voice acting, which I believe I'll talk about even more as we continue, plays a big part in it. The voice acting and the, and the storytelling are really well done. So you also have the ability to upgrade your health, uh, rage, uh, and cataclysm stats to help you get through the game in, in some grindy stages. There is a bit of a grind, even in the easiest setting uh, to this game, but it's not over the top or it's not cringeworthy. It's not cuphead for God's sake. So not to worry about that. You know, if you keep playing through the game and the stories and keep upgrading, eventually the times get better. You do also have to be a little bit aggressive when you play through these games because you'll get swarmed by, you know, uh, alien enemies throughout the time and kaiju uh, monsters all throughout the game. And you just got to, you know, bob and weave your way out of the situation from there. So uh, just be aware of that. The ability to pull off some cool combos, kill moves, and cataclysmic attacks to 
take out groups of enemies here and that's where they play the rage mode is awesome because um you know within your combo system which you have you know a bunch of light attacks you have some heavy attacks and if you you can combine them together to really do some things if you start to beat your enemy up to the point that you see an icon of b the b button you hit the b button or the x button because i believe this is on the playstation as well uh you get the x button and you can pull off a really awesome kill move if you're playing against one of the giant uh kaiju monsters that you play as you'll see some really brutal dark and brutal kill moves in here it's really dope not only that um which one is it i believe it is megadon who like like pulls one of the heads off and you can pick up the head and start throwing them at you know the enemies are just hitting the other enemies with them it's it's really <laughs> really brutal um so I really like that aspect of it too. Using the elements of buildings as weapons and projectiles to help you get through the challenging stages as well. The cool part I like about this is like you're in this, you know, post-apocalyptic type of deal due to the monsters invading and destroying everything. They do let you know that the, you know, all the people evacuated. So the whole entire place is a battlefield at this point. So you can use whatever you need to do to take out with uh these monsters whatever you could use the buildings to throw at or hit them with it or you could use them to build up your rage meters so you can pull off the extra powerful moves that you have and then the cataclysmic moves is just the ultimate move like any characters that are near you around you and you and you your meter goes up takes out everybody immediately so or at least big amounts of their energy for that matter. So I really like that aspect to it. It is a really a lot of good, you know, points of detail to this game that I enjoyed. Um, but then there's the cons that I really thought that was missing from this game that I would love to have added to this game. One of which was the movement of the playable characters that I, I feel like they're a little bit slow, somewhat too slow at times. And I get the idea, I feel like I get the idea and the reason for it is that they're trying to have these games, you know, this game experience that you're playing Kaiju Warriors and Giant Size Warriors that has to feel like you're a giant. So you, you know, from this, the logic of every, you know, battle that you see where people are giant is that they're slow, mo they're in slow motion. So that's the physics of it right now and i get that well i got a feeling one of these days we're actually going to have something really giant and it's going to turn out that they're faster than we think they are but nonetheless i would have liked for this to be a little bit more faster you know in terms of movement speed and i say this because i don't want to spoil my review of megaton musashi but i'll just give a little bit the movement of that game is a lot more faster and the thing is too, what I just talked about, the fact that there are all these different kaiju battle games or giant mech battle uh, games that are out now, you know, like Gundams and all this stuff and um, mech wars and all, and all those games, they're faster paced and it still doesn't take anything away from the idea and the feel of them knowing that these guys are giant. I would have liked, I am hope, hopefully maybe through a patch or whatever, like they can make the characters a little bit more faster uh especially when attempting dodges dodges is a big thing i think the dodge i would like for the dodges to be a little bit more like when you dodge you're not dodging far and sometimes you're not dodging fast enough to get away from certain aspects of attacks and i wish you did have a better chance to do at least or rather change the speed of that or change the distance because i feel like the distance is a little bit too short too and it doesn't give you a fair chance to get away from the idea of that. And the other con that I have in here uh, would be, um, I wish, I would have loved that they had the ability to jump in there. There's no jump button here. And I get the idea that of being that this is like a kaiju battle or whatever like that, that presents itself like Godzilla or Pacific Rim or whatnot in other kaiju-like series, but Let's be real. I've watched Ultraman many a times and other things like that. They do jump. They do jump. And considering that, you know, the idea that the towns and regions that you, you're, you're in regional areas that you travel to, 
are evacuated, it's collateral damage. It doesn't have an issue. I would love, I think a jump button would have helped the swarming of the issue, the swarming of um, the enemies that you have as well. I, I Hopefully that's something that they'll add. Maybe if not this version, if they do it again, they'll do another version. I do believe that this game is worth saying that it, I would love to see a sequel to this, but I would love them to add a jump button to this. And I would love for the pacing to be faster. If they could patch, add an update to this and do that, that's awesome. Um, if not, then let's hope for another game because I think this, giving that the pros outweigh the cons here, overall, this is a very fun game for fans of Kaiju battles and beat em ups at along the like. Um, in terms of, you know, these type of genres and themes, I don't think it's like the best that I've ever played, but I think it's a strong, solid game with a great art style, um, deep, deep story development and character development in here. A very deep. I really, really appreciate it. And the voice acting here, nonstop voice acting, stellar in all grounds. Um, it really helped me get into the game experience even more. Um, I really enjoyed it overall, and I'm still playing it as we speak. But, uh, you know, and, and you'll be surprised at some of the developments in the game and the overall, you know, ending of the game and everything. You'll I, you'll absolutely enjoy it. So um, if I'm going to give this a grade, I would give it a solid B. Um, definitely a game that you want to pick up and add to your collection. If you're a fan of WayForward uh, games, you would definitely add this to your uh, collection as well. Um, and, and kudos to 13 AM games. They, I thought they did a really stellar job with this. I hope to see more come down the line and this franchise really develop as it goes along from there. So, all right, that will do it for this edition of select start. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And again, um, thoughts and prayers to the family, friends and uh, fans of uh, razor Ramon. Um, man, this is uh, going to be a really interesting week for wrestling fans in general shout out thoughts and prayers to uh big e he's he got a major injury of the new day um big injury this week as well so all this came in at once it's just really really uh really unfortunate times right now in terms of wrestling but you know all i gotta say is like you know people just keep your heads up on that we got more things to come down uh this week in terms of the prime show i will not be doing one because i believe i'm going away again for the weekend but we that's all right we got a lot of things that are coming out down the line so i will be more than ready for that uh as we go by we all we got moon knight coming out we got mobius we got sonic 2 uh just so much coming out this at this time spider-man no way home is officially out right now on digital i hate this because i gotta go i gotta go play some hours of strangers of um paradise um phantom breakers is out i could possibly watch that but spider-man all of the features and everything i am so excited to watch it i just don't know what i'm gonna be able to watch it but once i do is it's done so guys go out of your way check it out but uh megaton masashi uh will be reviewed possibly next week it might be in conjunction and um in addition to strangers of paradise depending on how long it takes me to beat that game so we'll see that we have two reviews next week. So stay tuned for that. And we got a lot more games coming as well. I, this is, there's tons of games that's coming out that I'm grabbing, um, that we're going to be playing. So stay tuned for all that and much, much more. But folks, thank you for checking this episode and every episode out, which you can check out here on talktimelive.com or other places as well. In terms of talktimelive.com, you can listen to all our audio episodes. You can check out our video episodes, our interviews with some of the finest in all things anime, comics, movies, and games. You can also go to our media uh, right now to check out the special panels that I did with um, some of your favorite anime characters over there with Repop, um, which I always enjoy. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have going on uh, this year as well. And then we also have blogs. And by the way, by the way, I finally got a uh, notification from IGN store that a particular uh, new item that I purchased is coming finally this week. One of them that are coming. I'm not going to blog it until I get both. Uh, but, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. You'll see some new unboxing blogs coming soon as well. So, 
Oh, just so much fun. Not enough time. I tell you. Uh, but also, if you want to talk about uh, if you want to listen to the show, I should say on your favorite podcast platforms, we are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and of course, Tumblr. You can listen to it all in there. Thank you to our our cons, uh, consistent listeners, our new listeners. Thank you so much. And that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier uh, Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Please have a great and safe week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.